0: Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels are viewed as the consensus betting favorite over South Carolina? Are you kidding me? You are locked on Gamecocks. Your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for the latest headlines and potential storylines on South Carolina Gamecock athletics. I'm Andrew Lyon, the host of this podcast, and also a staff writer for Gamecocks Digest over on SI.com. Thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen or watch here today on this Independence Day. We are free and available both on YouTube and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. South Carolina, we've talked about it before on this show. There are plenty of people out there in the college football space that have no qualms about disrespecting the Gamecocks purely based on what history tells them and of course Shane Beamer and his staff have done a good job in their short time so far in Columbia of changing the narrative around the Gamecocks football program but clearly they have not completely changed the minds of everybody in the sport just yet and if you're looking for evidence as to How much work still needs to be done here? You have to look no further than the odds makers over in Las Vegas because South Carolina is viewed as a consensus betting underdog against North Carolina in their week one matchup for 2023. And when considering the long-term trajectory of both programs and what both teams are bringing back in 2023, South Carolina is being utterly disrespected. By Vegas odds makers. According to Vegasinsider.com, in my research that I did for today's show, nine different betting organizations have South Carolina listed as a one and a half point underdog to North Carolina in week one. Those nine different betting organizations are FanDuel. Bet MGM, Bet three sixty five, Caesar Sportsbook, Points Bet, DraftKings, Bet Rivers, WinBet, UniBet, you name it—they all have North Carolina as the betting favorite. Now, I know that some of you who are listening or watching to today's show are going to respond to this by saying that I am making way too big of a deal. Out of South Carolina being listed as a one and a half point underdog. And that's not my point here. My point here is the fact that South Carolina isn't being favored by anybody in Vegas right now in this matchup. At least the primary betting organizations that we all know about. That is a slap in the face to the program, and again, everything that Shane Beamer and his staff have accomplished to this point in their tenure. Let's compare both teams real quickly. North Carolina, they are losing a couple of very important pieces from their 2022 ACC runner-up squad, like offensive coordinator Phil Longo, who has now moved on to Wisconsin. They lost their top two receivers from last year in Josh Downs and Antoine Green. Left tackle Asim Richards has moved on from Chapel Hill. And the Tar Heels lost three of their four starting defensive backs on the defensive side of the ball. Now, North Carolina also returns a couple of solid pieces, but also some units in which there are some massive question marks. The Tar Heels' most notably returned quarterback, Drake May, a preseason Heisman Trophy favorite, according to just about everybody that you talk to in the national college football space. North Carolina also returns their entire running back room. But this is where things start to get a little bit sticky for the Tar Heels, because no running back on the roster rushed for more than 558 yards in 2022. As a matter of fact, Quarterback Drake May was the leading rusher for this Tar Heels offense this past fall. Now, North Carolina does return four out of their five starting offensive linemen, which is usually considered a good thing. However, this same group gave up 40 sacks in 2022. Definitely one of the worst marks in the entire country, if I had to guess. This program is also bringing back an entire defensive coaching staff led by defensive coordinator Gene Chiswick. This group of coaches oversaw a unit that ranked 102nd in scoring defense, 116th in total defense, and North Carolina's defense defense. This past fall, you thought the sacks allowed dumper from the offensive line was bad? North Carolina's defense only racked up 17 sacks in 2022. The Tar Heels played in 14 games, mind you. So they essentially averaged around one of the third sacks per game. There's 60 minutes in a football game. You see where I'm going with that individual statistic right there. Now let's flip things over to South Carolina side of things. The Gamecocks are returning star quarterback Spencer Rattler and one of the best wide receivers, not just in the SEC, but arguably in all of college football, in Antoine Juice Wells. They are bringing in the 16th ranked recruiting class in the country for 2023, which is about 8, 9, or 10 slots higher than North Carolina's. They bring back the number one special teams unit in the country from this past fall. They are also bringing back 13 players with Power 5 starting experience on defense. And they also are returning a staff that defeated three top 13 teams this past season. Two of those wins came on the road. For comparison's sake, Mac Brown has only won three games against top 25 teams in the past four seasons that he has spent in Chapel Hill. And yet, despite everything that I just mentioned, the Tar Heels are the betting favorite in this game. What does this all prove? Well, first of all, this clearly shows that oddsmakers have no clue how to approach South Carolina. Their judgment is clearly still flawed when they look at the Gamecocks, and this is probably not going to change. Until South Carolina starts to win big again, whether that means you're racking up double digit wins every single season or in a couple consecutive seasons, or you win a championship. That's the only way that you're probably going to change a lot of the minds of these odds makers over in Vegas. The other thing that this proves preseason Heisman favorites like Drake May get significantly overvalued in games like these. Nobody on South Carolina's side is going to say, at least the reasonable fans, that Drake May is a bad quarterback. Drake May is clearly a very talented passer of the football. However, it cannot be denied that Drake May lost his offensive coordinator in Phil Longo. He lost his top two pass catchers from this past season. He lost his best pass protector from a unit that was already horrendous in pass protection to begin with from last season. And yet, despite all that, it just sort of seems like that the oddsmakers are looking at both teams, looking at the quarterback position alone, and saying, well, we think North Carolina's got the better quarterback. Make of that what you will. And so we're going to go ahead and put our line, our spread, in favor of North Carolina. It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. And it's even more ridiculous when you look at how Shane Beamer and Mac Brown have fared either against or in favor of the spread, depending on which side they fall on. And we're going to dive into that aspect of this entire conversation a little bit deeper in just a couple moments right here on Locked on Gamecocks. But before we touch on that, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. MLB Baseball has officially reached the halfway point of the regular season. And right now, you can take your first swing at betting MLB games on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Right now, Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves has stolen 40 bases, which ranks second in Major League Baseball behind story Ruiz, who has 42 on the season. And when it comes to potentially leading the majors in stolen bases by the end of the regular season, Ronald Cunha Jr.'s odds are currently listed at plus 125 by FanDuel. Do you think Ronald Cunha could potentially lead the league in stolen bases? If you do, go sign up today and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official betting partner of... Of Major League Baseball. Welcome back to this Tuesday and Independence Day edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. Real quickly, thank you to all of you, everydayers for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecock sports coverage. All right, let's continue our conversation surrounding Shane Beamer and Mac Brown and how they have fared with the spread throughout their time at their current stop. Let's look at how Shane Beamer has done against the spread in his first two seasons at South Carolina. Now, throughout his first two seasons at South Carolina, Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks have been underdogs On 14 different occasions. In the 14 times South Carolina has been an underdog. They have covered the spread 7 times. In the 7 times that South Carolina has covered the spread as an underdog. They have won outright on 6 different occasions. So 50% of the time they've been an underdog. The Gamecocks have covered the spread at a minimum. And six of those seven times, South Carolina has won outright. Pretty good numbers there, considering the fact Champion has only been here two seasons so far and is heading into his third year in Columbia. Now, let's look at the other side of the coin and let's look at Mac Brown's numbers. In Mac Brown's four seasons in Chapel Hill, the North Carolina Tar Heels have been named the betting favorite on 38 different occasions. In the 38 times that North Carolina has been the betting favorite in a matchup, they have covered the spread only 18 different times. Now, in the 20 times that North Carolina hasn't covered the spread as the betting favorite, they have lost outright on 11 different occasions. Now, I know that that was a pretty decent amount of numbers that I just threw out right there. So, you might be wondering, well, what's the overall takeaway I need to have from these stats? Well, here's the takeaway that you should all have. Based on these numbers and the comparative sample size between Shane Beamer and Mac Brown, Shane Beamer is by far a more reliable pick when it comes to betting on the spread compared to Mac Brown more often than not when Shea and South Carolina are being counted out heading into a contest the Gamecocks tend to surprise people they tend to outperform their expectation level based on what the odds makers put out there for that week when people count on Mac Brown in North Carolina however winning, and in some cases winning convincingly in the ACC, the Tar Heels end up disappointing more often than not. Now, I know that we're kind of splitting hairs in terms of just how big maybe the gap is, numerically speaking, if we really want to dive into the ratios and the percentages and all that. But I think that it is pretty clear here. If Shane Beamer has proven anything... Throughout his first two years in Columbia. And he's proven a lot of different things. But in terms of on the field. Shame him the Gamecocks. They are always good for winning multiple games. As outright underdogs. They did so in year one. Against Auburn and Florida. Two wins that helped South Carolina. Make it to a bowl game. And ironically enough. Eventually defeat North Carolina. In the Duke's Mayo Bowl. In 2022. They defeated Clemson and Tennessee as outright underdogs, and I believe they also defeated Kentucky and Texas A&M as outright underdogs. So Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks, typically, just when you think they're going to be overmatched based on maybe talent or maybe based on just overall coaching experience, they turn around and they wind up catching everybody by surprise. And when you see a team do that more often than not, at some point, that team should no longer be catching people by surprise. It should now be considered a legitimate trend here for South Carolina. And that's kind of part of the reason why it is ridiculous that North Carolina is the betting favorite heading into this matchup. And obviously. I know it's July 4th, I know that a lot of people ha- probably have not put money down on this matchup yet, and this line could very well change by the time September 2nd comes around. I fully acknowledge all that. But the thing is, some of these numbers have been out there for months now, and they haven't really changed all that much. And North Carolina has consistently been the betting favorite up to this point in the off season. So again, it goes to show that these odds makers, they're not paying enough attention to what Shimmy and the Gamecocks are doing or what they have done over the past couple years. They are simply looking at the fact that North Carolina's got Mac Brown and Drake May, and that's good enough for them. It's lazy research. You would think that the people over in Vegas, honestly, would be a little bit better with this because... These people are supposed to have inside information to a certain extent. It's how they're able to come up with these kind of spreads, with these money lines, with all these different odds. But there's games like this where even people outside of South Carolina, people across maybe the SEC from the Lockdown Podcast Network, they could sit there and look at that betting line and they could scratch their head and say, why on earth is South Carolina the underdog here? What have they done to be named one and a half point underdogs to Drake May and North Carolina? And while I know it's been over season now since this game took place, last time South Carolina faced North Carolina, it was a pretty big mismatch for the Tar Heels' sake. And the Gamecocks wiped the floor with them. I know that these are two very different teams since that matchup took place. But again... It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. That's my overall point here. You look at how Shabir has performed against the spread. You look at what South Carolina returns. You look at what North Carolina has in terms of question marks. There's no doubt. The oddsmakers in Vegas have this game completely wrong. South Carolina should be the betting favorites right now. And the fact that they are not, it shows that there are still a ways to go in terms of completely changing the the narrative and perception surrounding the football program on the national stage. righty, Now for the final portion of today's show, I want to talk about South Carolina's women's basketball program, and more specifically, a couple of former stars that are now playing in the WNBA. Because this might not be quite the case right now, but pretty soon, South Carolina's women's basketball program will be able to tout that they have the two best frontcourt players, if not maybe the two best players in the WNBA. Angel Wilson and Aliyah Boston were both named WNBA All Star starters two weekends ago. And I'm pretty positive this is the first time this has ever happened for South Carolina's ones basketball program in regards to former players playing in the WNBA. When looking at Asia Wilson and Leah Boston and the seasons that both of these two have had to this point, they both have been playing at a very high level. They both lead the WNBA in several statistical categories. Starting off with Asia Wilson, Wilson leads the WNBA in blocks, two point field goals made free throw attempts, player efficiency rating, and win shares. When it comes to player efficiency rating and win shares, Aaliyah Boston ranks fifth in each of those two categories. Now, Aaliyah Boston, she has also been performing quite well in her rookie season as she leads the league in total offensive rebounds, field goal percentage, offensive rating, and offensive rebounding percentage. Asia Wilson ranks fifth An offensive rating, and offensive rebounding percentage. So when looking at these numbers, a couple takeaways that I have from all of this. One, Asia Wilson is right now the best all-around player in the WNBA, in my mind, and probably the minds of everybody that really pays close attention to the sport. And she is quickly building a case to be a future Hall of Famer, especially in the Basketball Memorial Hall of Fame. Because Asia Wilson, at this point in her professional career, she is a five time WNBA All Star, a two time WNBA MVP, a two time All WNBA First Team selection. She was the 2022 WNBA Defensive Player of the Year, and also that same season won a WNBA Championship. Asha Wilson has dominated at every level of basketball that she has played at. High school, college, and now the professional ranks. It is quite remarkable just the all-around basketball resume she has created for herself. Aaliyah Boston. She's already become one of the best players in the league at a very rapid pace. When looking at Aaliyah Boston, her maturity, her championship medal that she developed here at South Carolina, and the advanced fundamentals that she progressed at so much throughout her time in Columbia have led to her becoming the first WNBA rookie since 2014 to be named a starter in the WNBA All-Star Game. We all, I think, knew that Aaliyah Boston was going to do well in her first season in the WNBA particularly because she was no longer going to have to deal with constant double teams and triple teams like she had to her last two seasons here in Columbia. But I don't think anybody expected her to take off like this, at this kind of rate, this quickly. In two to three years, Aaliyah Boston and Asia Wilson, they'll be the top two players in the WNBA without a question in my mind. And depending on where they're playing these two could have multiple matchups in the WNBA playoffs or maybe even the WNBA finals pretty soon. And here's the best part. South Carolina fans, uh, this helps out the program tremendously. This is a massive recruiting tool for Don Staley and South Carolina's women's basketball team. I mean, you want to talk about being able to present the case as the best program in terms of development for your future basketball career, what better evidence than being able to point to these two players in the WNBA and Asia Wilson and Leah Boston and say, yeah, you know the two best players in the WNBA right now? Uh, Yeah, they both came to South Carolina. How would you like to come here and be a part of that? I mean, you really don't have to say anything else beyond that. Don Staley could just say that Kick her feet up on the table and just see how those players, how these high school recruits end up reacting. Now, obviously, South Carolina not the only program that has developed quite well in women's college basketball. You've got other programs like UConn. You've now got a quick-rising program in LSU after winning a national championship this past season. And you got a couple other programs out there as well. But South Carolina, they have really started to churn out a lot of talent into the WNBA. I mean, they've got three players that are all-stars this year, which is the most out of any women's college basketball program this season. And they've got other players in the league like Tiffany Mitchell, Letitia Amir here, Zaya Cook, Victoria Saxton, and some others as well. Destiny Henderson. This program... What they have done over the past couple years in terms of player development has been quite unbelievable. And that is being spearheaded right now by Asia Wilson and Aliyah Boston. And yes, they both also possess generational talent as well. We've seen plenty of other players that had generational talent and we all witnessed it go to waste. That is not happening with these two. And it's going to be fun to watch both of them dominate the WNBA for the next several years to come with that being said y'all that's going to do for today's show of the lockdown Gamecocks podcast I hope y'all thoroughly enjoyed today's show as always what are your thoughts about the fact that Vegas seems to have North Carolina as the consensus betting favorite against South Carolina in week one how ridiculous do you think that is plus What are your thoughts on Asia Wilson and Aaliyah Boston, both being named starters in the WNBA All-Star game that's taking place very soon? Let me know your thoughts on both of those topics down below in the comments section if you watch today's show on YouTube. Or if you listen to today's show on an audio podcast app, you can shoot me a direct message on Twitter at line underscore SC. I'll try to respond to your message as quickly as I see it. And once again, thank y'all so much for tuning in to today's show. Have a great rest of your day. Happy Independence Day to each and every one of you. Happy birthday to the United States of America. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. I'll be sure to catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast.